Section one of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume four by Anonymous. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Paul Newman. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume four, translated by Richard Burton. Section one, two hundred and thirty-eighth night to two hundred and fortieth night. Niyama bin al Rabia and Naomi, his slave girl. There lived once in the city of Kufa, a man called al Rabia bin Hatim, who was one of the chief men of the town, a wealthy and a healthy, and heaven had vouchsafed him a son, whom he named Niyama Allah. One day, being in the slave-broker's mart, he saw a woman exposed for sale, with a little maid of wonderful beauty and grace on her arm. So he beckoned to the broker and asked him, How much for this woman and her daughter? He answered, Fifty dinars. Quoth El Rabia, Write the contract of sale, and take the money, and give it to her owner. Then he gave the broker the price and his brokerage, and taking the woman and her child, carried them to his house. Now when the daughter of his uncle, who was his wife, saw the slave, she said to her husband, O oh, my cousin, what is this damsel? He replied, Of a truth I bought her for the sake of the little one on her arm. For I know that when she groweth up there will not be her like for beauty, either in the land of the Arabs or the Ajams. His wife remarked, Right was thy reed, and said to this woman, What is thy name? She replied, O oh, my lady, my name is Tauflik, and what is thy daughter's name? asked she. Answered the slave, Sa'ad, the happy, rejoined her mistress, Thou sayest sooth, thou art indeed happy, and happy is he who hath bought thee. Then quoth she to her husband, O oh, my cousin, what wilt thou call her? And quoth he, Whatso thou choosest. So she said, Then let us call her Naomi. And he rejoined, Good is thy device. The little Naomi was reared with Al-Rabia's son, Niyama, in one cradle, so to speak, till the twain reached the age of ten, and each grew handsomer than the other. And the boy used to address her, O oh, my sister! And she, O oh, my brother! Till they came to that age, when Al-Rabia said to Niyama, O oh, my son! Naomi is not thy sister, but thy slave. I bought her in thy name whilst thou wast yet in the cradle, so call her no more sister from this day forth. Quoth Niyama, If that be so, I will take her to wife. Then he went to his mother and told her of this, and she said to him, O oh, my son, she is thy handmaid. So he wedded, and went in unto Naomi and loved her and two years passed over them whilst in this condition. Nor was there in all Kufa a fairer girl than Naomi, or a sweeter, or a more graceful. As she grew up, she learnt the Koran, and read works of science, and excelled in music and playing upon all kinds of instruments. And in the beauty of her singing, she surpassed all the folk of her time. Now one day, as she sat with her husband in the wine-chamber, she took the lute, tightened the strings, and sang these two couplets. 
While thou'rt my lord, whose bounty's my estate, A sword whereby my woes to annihilate, Recourse I never need to Amru or Zait, Nor aught save thee, if way to me grow straight. Niyama was charmed with these verses, and said to her, By my life, O Naomi, sing to us with the tambourine and other instruments. So she sang these couplets to a lively measure. By his life who holds my guarding rein, I swear, I'll meet on love ground, parlous foe nor care. Good sooth, I'll vex revilers thee obey, and quit my slumbers, and all joy forswear. And for thy love I'll dig in vitals mine, a grave, nor shall my vitals weep tis there. And Niyama exclaimed, Heaven favoured art thou, O Naomi! But whilst they led thus the most joyous life, behold, Al-Hajjaj, the viceroy of Kufa, said to himself, Needs must I contrive to take this girl named Naomi, and send her to the commander of the faithful, Abd al-Malik bin Marwan. For he hath not in his palace her like for beauty and sweet singing. So he summoned an old woman of the duennas of his wives, and said to her, Go to the house of Al-Rabia, and foregather with the girl Naomi, and combine means to carry her off, for her like is not to be found on the face of the earth. She promised to do his bidding. The next morning she donned the woollen clothes of a devotee, and hung around her neck a rosary of beads by the thousand, and henting in hand a staff and a leather-water bottle of Yamani manufacture. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of the day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the two hundred and thirty-eighth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the old woman promised to do the bidding of Al-Hajjaj, and when as it was morning she donned the woollen clothes of a devotee, and hung around her neck a rosary of beads by the thousand, and hent in hand a staff and a leather-water bottle of Yemeni manufacture, and fared forth, crying, Glory be to Allah! Praised be Allah! There is no God but the God! Allah is most great! There is no majesty and there is no might save in Allah, the glorious, the great! Nor did she leave off her lords and her groaning in prayer whilst her heart was full of guile and wiles, till she came to the house of Niyama bin al-Rabia at the hour of noon prayer, and knocked at the door. The doorkeeper opened and said to her, What dost thou want? quoth she, I am a poor pious woman, whom the time of noon prayer hath overtaken, and fief would I pray in this blessed place. Answered the porter, O old woman, this is no mosque nor oratory, but the house of Niyama, son of al-Rabia. She replied, I know there is neither cathedral, mosque, nor oratory like the house of Niyama in al-Rabia. I am a chamberwoman of the palace of the prince of true believers, and am come out for worship and the visitation of holy places. But the porter rejoined, Thou canst not enter and many words passed between them, till at last she caught hold and hung to him, saying, Shall the like of me be denied admission to the house of Niyama bin al-Rabia, I who have free access to the houses of emirs and grandees? Anon out came Niyama, 
and hearing their loud language, laughed, and bade the old woman enter after him. So she followed him into the presence of Naomi, whom she saluted after the godliest and goodliest fashion, and when she looked on her, she was confounded at her exceeding seemliness, and said to her, O oh, my lady, I commend thee to the safeguard of Allah who made thee, and thy lord fellows in beauty and loveliness. Then she stood up in the prayer niche, and betook herself to inclination, and prostration, and prayer, till day departed, and night darkened and starkened. When Naomi said to her, O oh, my mother, rest thy legs and feet a while, replied the old woman, O oh, my lady, whoso seeketh the world to come, let him weary him in this world, and whoso wearieth not himself in this world, shall not attain the dwellings of the just in the world to come. Then Naomi brought her food, and said to her, Eat of my bread, and pray heaven to accept my penitence, and to have mercy on me. But she cried, O oh, my lady, I am fasting. As for thee, thou art but a girl, and it befitteth thee to eat and drink and make merry. Allah be indulgent to thee, for the Almighty saith, All shall be punished except him who shall repent and believe and shall work a righteous work. So Naomi continued sitting with the old woman in talk, and presently said to Niamah, O my lord, conjure this ancient dame to sojourn with us a while, for piety and devotion are imprinted on her countenance. Quoth he, Set apart for her a chamber where she may say her prayers, and suffer no one to go into her. Peradventure Allah, extolled and exalted be he, shall prosper us by the blessing of her presence, and never separate us. So the old woman passed her night in praying and reciting the Quran, and when Allah caused the morn to dawn, she went in to Niamah and Naomi, and giving them good morning, said to them, I pray Allah have you in his holy keeping. Quoth Naomi, Whither away, O my mother? My Lord hath bidden me set apart for thee a chamber, where thou mayst seclude thee for thy devotions, replied the old woman. Allah give him long life and continue his favour to you both. But I would have you charge the doorkeeper not to stay my coming in to you, and, inshallah, I will go the round of the holy places, and pray for you too at the end of my devotions every day and night. Then she went out, whilst Naomi wept for parting with her, knowing not the cause of her coming, and returned to Al-Hajjaj, who said to her, as thou do my bidding soon, thou shalt have of me abundant good. Quoth she, I ask of thee a full month. And quoth he, Take the month. Thereupon the old hag fell to daily visiting Niamah's house, and frequented his slave-wife Naomi. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of the day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the two hundred and thirty-ninth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the old hag fell to visiting daily Niamah's house and frequenting his slave-wife, Naomi, and both ceased not to honour her, and she used to go into the morning and evening, and all in the house respected her, till, one day, being alone with Naomi, she said to her, O oh, my lady, by Allah, when I go to the holy places, I will pray for thee, 
and I only wish thou wert with me, that thou mightest look on the elders of the faith who resort thither, and they should pray for thee according to thy desire. Naomi cried, I conjure thee, by Allah, take me with thee. And she replied, Ask leave of thy mother-in-law, and I will take thee. So Naomi said to her husband's mother, O my lady, ask my master to let us go forth, me and thee, one day with this my old mother, to prayer and worship with the fakirs in the holy places. Now when Niamah came in and sat down, the old woman went up to him, and would have kissed his hand, but he forbade her. So she invoked blessings on him, and left the house. Next day she came in again, in the absence of Niamah, and she addressed Naomi, saying, we prayed for thee yesterday, but arise now, and divert thyself, and return ere thy lord come home. So Naomi said to her mother-in-law, I beseech thee for Allah's sake, give me leave to go with this pious woman, that I may sight the saints of Allah in the holy places, and return speedily, ere my lord come back. Quoth Niamah's mother, I fear lest thy lord know, but said the old woman, By Allah, I will not let her take seat on the floor. No, she shall look, standing on her feet, and not tarry. So she took the damsel by guile, and carrying her to Al-Hajjaj's palace, told him of her coming after placing her in a lonely chamber, whereupon he went into her, and looking upon her, saw her to be the loveliest of the people of the day. Never had he beheld her like. Now when Naomi caught sight of him, she veiled her face from him, but he left her not till he had called his chamberlain, whom he commanded to take fifty horsemen, and he bade him mount the damsel on a swift dromedary, and bear her to Damascus, and there deliver her to the commander of the faithful, Abd al-Malik bin Marwan. Moreover, he gave him a letter for the caliph, saying, Bear him this letter, and bring me his answer, and hasten thy return to me. So the chamberlain, without losing time, took the damsel, and she tearful for separation from her lord, and setting out with her on a dromedary, gave not over journeying till he reached Damascus. There he sought audience of the commander of the faithful, and when it was granted, the chamberlain delivered the damsel and reported the circumstance. The caliph appointed her a separate apartment, and going into his harem, said to his wife, Al-Hajjaj hath bought me a slave-girl of the daughters of the kings of Kufa for ten thousand dinars, and hath sent me this letter. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of the day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the two hundred and fortieth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the caliph acquainted his wife with the story of the slave-girl, she said to him, Allah increase to thee his favour. Then the caliph's sister went into the supposed slave girl, and when she saw her, she said, By Allah, not unlucky is the man who hath thee in his house, where thy cost an hundred thousand dinars. And Naomi replied, O fair of face, what king's palace is this, and what is the city? She answered, This is the city of Damascus. And this is the palace of my brother, the commander of the faithful, Abd al-Malik bin Marwan. Then she resumed, Didst thou not know all this? Naomi said, By Allah, 
Oh, my lady, I had no knowledge of it. When the other asked, And he who sold thee and took thy price, did he not tell thee that the caliph had bought thee? Now when Naomi heard these words, she shed tears and said to herself, Verily I have been tricked, and the trick hath succeeded. Adding to herself, If I speak, none will credit me, so I will hold my peace and take patience, for I know that the relief of Allah is near. Then she bent her head for shame, and indeed her cheeks were tanned by the journey and the sun. So the caliph's sister left her that day and returned to her on the morrow with clothes and necklaces of jewels, and dressed her. After which the caliph came in to her and sat down by her side, and his sister said to him, Look on this handmaid in whom Allah hath conjoined every perfection of beauty and loveliness. So he said to Naomi, Draw back the veil from thy face. But she would not unveil, and he beheld not her face. However, he saw her wrists, and love of her entered his heart. And he said to his sister, I will not go in unto her for three days, till she be cheered by thy converse. Then he arose and left her. But Naomi ceased not to brood over her case and sigh for her separation from her master, Niamah, till she fell sick of a fever during the night, and ate not nor drank, and her favour faded and her charms were changed. They told the caliph of this, and her condition grieved him. So he visited her with physicians and men of skill, but none could come at a cure for her. This is how it fared with her. But as regards Niamah, when he returned home, he sat down on his bed and cried, Ho! Naomi! But she answered not. So he rose in haste and called out, yet none came to him, as all the women in the house had hidden themselves for fear of him. Then he went out to his mother, whom he found sitting with her cheek on her hand, and said to her, O oh, my mother, where is Naomi? She answered, O oh, my son, she is with one who is worthier than I to be trusted with her, namely the devout old woman. She went forth with her to visit devotionally the fakirs and return, quoth Niamah, Since when hath this been her habit, and at what hour went she forth? quoth his mother. She went out early in the morning. He asked, And how camest thou to give her leave for this? And she answered, O oh, my son, t'was she persuaded me. There is no majesty, and there is no might, save in Allah the glorious, the great, exclaimed Niamah. And going forth from his home in a state of distraction, he repaired to the captain of the watch, to whom said he, Dost thou play tricks upon me, and steal my slave-girl away from my house? I will assuredly complain of thee to the commander of the faithful, said the chief of police. Who hath taken her? And Niamah replied, An old woman, of such and such a mien, clad in woolen raiment and carrying a rosary of beads numbered by thousands, rejoined the other. Find me the old woman, and I will get thee back thy slave-girl. And who knows the old woman? retorted Niamah. And who knows the hidden things save Allah? May he be extolled and exalted, cried the chief, who knew her for Al-Hajjaj's procurus. Cried Niamah, I look to thee for my slave-girl, and Al-Hajjaj shall judge between thee and me. And the master of the police answered, Go to whom thou wilt. So Niyama went to the palace of Al-Hajjaj, for his father was one of the chief men of Kufa. And when he arrived there, the chamberlain went in to the governor and told him the case, whereupon Al-Hajjaj said, Hither with him, 
and when he stood before him, inquired, What be thy business? Said Niyama, Such and such things have befallen me. And the governor said, Bring me the chief of police, and we will commend him to seek for the old woman. Now he knew that the chief of police was acquainted with her, so when he came he said to him, I wish thee to make search for the slave-girl of Niyama, son of Al-Rabia. And he answered, None knoweth the hidden things save Almighty Allah. Rejoined Al-Hajjaj, There is no help for it, but thou send out horsemen, and look for the damsel in all the roads, and seek for her in the towns. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of the day, and ceased to say her permitted say. End of section 1 Recording by Paul Newman, Sheffield, England Storyfolksinger.co.uk